Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing right along with Sech, the Shabbos Perek, Chof, Aleph, Mishnah Beis, and Mishnah Gimel. And I, we will keep this Mishnah Yomi today a lot shorter than yesterday. I apologize for so long. Heaven shall be a chavi, so we're discussing Hilkas Muksa. And you have a rock that's on top of a barrel, and you need to get into the barrel because that's where your wine is. What do you do? So the assumption here is the, 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 uh, Rock was not put up there on Erev Shabbos, or it was not put up there with intention, or it didn't have permi- permission, i.e., this is not making the barrel a busis, which we discussed earlier, that the uh, anything that holds muksa, anything that supports muksa is a busis, and thus takes on the properties of the muksa. Here it's not so. What should you do? You can tip the barrel on the side, and that will cause the stone to roll off, but you cannot lift up the entire barrel to shake off the stone because that's already your it's a it's it's already a stronger form of moving. Okay. However, in the event that this barrel is between other barrels and you're concerned if you shake it off, it's gonna fall and strike the barrel next to it, and it can potentially break that barrel and then you can lift up the entire barrel, move it somewhere where it's it's a safe place where the rock is not going to disturb and damage uh, bar- another barrel, and then you can tilt it so the stone falls off. Again, both these cases, you're not directly moving the rock, but you're causing it to come off. For that matter, you go to lay down your pillow at night, you say, oh wait, I left money here. The tooth fairy left money here. How can I put my head down? So shake the pillow and the money will fall off. Tilt the minute side. What if you have dirt on your pillow? So this is not a case of muksa, but it's more of how do you clean your pillow? You can take a, uh, some sort of rag and wipe it off, but you can't, you can't use water because that would be rinsing. That would be washing, and that's not allowed on Shabbos. One's not allowed to do malabain. However, if it's a pillow that's made of leather, you're a fancy schmancy guy. So then you're allowed to, in fact, use water because the water is not going to get soaked into the leather. Thus, it's not considered malabin. It's not considered an act of washing. Once we discuss this, let's move on to Mishnah Gimel. We'll, we'll come back to washing, but first, an- another case. You're sitting at your table for dessert, and you look at your table, and I don't know, you had uh, pistachios, and you have nuts, uh, you have shells of nuts piled there, and you have bones piled there. How do you clean it off? These things don't have usage anywhere. You're not going to eat the shells. You're not going to eat the bones. And don't worry, says Beishama, you can t- pick these bones up. You can pick the shells up. Why? Because these things can be fed to animals, and since it's animal food, it's not considered muksa. We still omer no notless tabla kula manara. These things are in fact muksa, and therefore the only way to get it off your table is to shake it off your table, to lift the table up, but and shake it off. Now, why is it muksa according to base Hillel? So the answer is as follows: Although it may be edible in terms of animals, and it might be animals might eat it. But coming into Shabbos, these things didn't exist. Rather, it was a piece of meat on a bone. It was a shell encasing a nut. This, that on Shabbos, you ate the nut or the meat, You what you did is you did something called nolat. You created something new. You created a new category of food, that is animal food. You took something from human food, made it into only animal food. Nolat is a category of muksa where something comes, is created on Shabbos, and it's in fact muksa. So while Beis Shabbos says, no, I don't have this concern, I'm not concerned that it's considered nolat. Basil says, no, it is no lad. You're creating this animal food now, and therefore it's considered muksa. Thus, the only way to remove it from your table is to shake it off in an indirect fashion. Now, one more monkey wrench to throw in here to make it a little more complicated, and that is as follows. Here we have a shamai who is makel, who's lenient, and Basil who's makmer, who's stringent. Now, it happens to be that... Um, 
normally the assumption is, and the Gemara tells us this, Beis Hill is usually the one who's more lenient, Beis Shammai is the one who's more machmir. So rather than this being one of the cases where Beis Shammai and Beis Hill flip and, 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 and Beis Shammai is the more lenient one, Beis Hill is the more makeo one, more machmir one, the Gemara tells us that there was some sort of mistake when this Mishnah was recorded, and actually we have to, we have to flip the Mishnah to being Beis Hill is the one who says you can pick it up, whereas Beis Shammai says you have to shake the table off. Okay, lastly, you can um, remove the following things from your table by hand, as in, it's not considered muksa, pieces of bread, even if they're smaller than an olive, a kazayas, an olive's volume, and the pods of chickpeas, and the uh, pods of lentils. Although they're not fit for human consumption, they're not considered muksa, because they're animal food. Svug. Lastly, and this kind of, I think, re, um, relates to the last part of the previous mission when it comes to cleaning. A sponge, if it has a leather handle, you're allowed to use it to wipe it on the table because the problem with the sponge is that when you squeeze it, the water will be extracted, and that's schita. But if there's, a, if there's a handle, so then you're not touching the actual sponge, and it's likely that you won't end up squeezing anything out, thus it's not a problem. However, imlav ain But if it does not have a handle, thus you have to hold the actual sponge, water will certainly, most definitely, be squeezed out of it, and that's the malacha of, of, uh, of, of, of washing, excuse me, squeezing, and therefore one's not allowed to use a sponge like that. One, uh, two more laws. But uh, whether it has a sponge or does not, excuse me, a handle does not have a handle. You're allowed to move it on Shabbos, as in it's not considered muksa because even a sponge that's not wet, you can use to wipe down. You can wipe something down. The and lastly, it is not mukabotuma. Why is it not mukabotuma? So the halach is in order for something to be mukabotuma, it has to be utensil and it has to be made from wood, sackcloth, metal, uh, or the earthenware or leather. However, these sponges in Talmudic times came from some sort of plant or some sort of something that grew in the ocean, and it was not something that was susceptible to, to Tumah, therefore it's not Mikabel Tumah. I wish you all a wonderful day.